looking at your bank account person listening and saying that determines my reality, you have it in the opposite order. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hey, it's Morgan King with Connect Back In. Thank you for being here today and for pressing play for this awesome interview. I had the opportunity to talk to Dr. Allison J.K., uh, J, the letter, K-A-Y, and she is an award-winning number one international best-selling author of four books, um, and she's also the founder of the Vibrational Upgrade System. She is an experienced subtle energies practitioner and natural healer with a holistic approach towards helping others thrive in mind, body, and spirit. This is reinforced by her 10 years in Asia studying subtle energies and ancient wisdom with 20 plus years working in and teaching yoga, meditation, energy medicine, mind-body fitness, longevity, and holistic health with a specialized focus on the chakra system. Dr. Allison brings a unique perspective that facilitates massive change. Her signature program, Magic Manifestation and Money Flows, facilitates massive money, health, spiritual, and life-enhancing shifts to hundreds of clients worldwide. Her advanced clients are supported by her Vibrational Upgrade Mastermind Group, Certification Program, and International Retreat Programs. You don't need to believe in this in order for it to work. That's the beauty of what Dr. Allison accesses. As soon as you experience her work, you will feel the shift within you. And in our conversation today, we dive into her journey of how she got to where she is, the key concepts from her signature program, Magic, Manifestation, and Money Flows, and more on where your power truly lies. I really enjoyed this conversation with Dr. Allison. I hope you do as well. And perhaps you get something from it that will help support you in your magic manifestation and money. Um, so take a listen and enjoy. Well, let's just dive right into it then. So as I mentioned, I'd like to hear your story, whatever you're willing to share um, so that the audience can get an understanding of how you got to the success that you have today and maybe a little piece of your journey. All right. So let's just do a little piece of my journey because <laughs> really this is about you listeners, not about me. Um, but you want to know who you're listening to, right? So yeah. um, my first major in college was psychology. And uh, after three semesters, I realized it wasn't helping me answer the question, how do we become the most thriving, happiest versions of ourselves? So I switched majors and um, moved out West, um, fast forwarding and first careers ended up being very synchronistically in politics. I had a lot of success being a political organizer to get people elected to both the state and federal legislature that would write, not just sign, but write environmentally conserving, conserving policies. So for example, okay. I've got, I got um, the first Latina woman in uh, California elected to the state assembly and she saved the last patch of green space in the LA basin. 
So um, I had so much success that they put me in more intensive races. So I wanted to feel better. And so I was walking through a bookstore and a book on meditation literally fell off the shelf, landed at my feet. Oh my gosh. Like physically. <laughs> physically left off the shelf. It was a purple book. Yeah. Wow. And, and I could have just stepped on it, but I'm not like that. You know, I respect <laughs> books. Um, so I ended up learning to meditate and I had already taken yoga my first semester in college as an elective. And I, um, had gone out to the Buddhist pagodas that when I said yes to this university, didn't even realize we're there. So it had a certain energy. The first Westerner to write a book about mindfulness was a professor at my university. So um, I was already kind of, I had gone to the Chinatown in San Francisco and started reading the I Ching, but had bought a book there. So also was doing Native American medicine whale ceremonies. So I was already oh, wow. looking for the holistic approach to thriving. Yeah. Um, alongside what I was doing. So now fast forward after learning to meditate. Um, so now I've got a, gotten a master's. Uh, I've traveled overseas, lived overseas uh, for a second time um, as an adult on my own and, and then came back to the States, got a master's in public administration and public policy focusing on protecting the environment, graduated and was doing the job placement, having then picked up my first energy medicine modality towards graduation time. And as I checked in with the job search, you know, that feeling when like doors closing and walls are there and you're like feeling you have to like burst through them, break through them or why are they all closing? What, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. So I did that evaluation. And what I realized was that like the nature of the fossil fuel industry and the marketplace and the consciousness of everyday citizens wasn't ready to shift yet. And if I wanted to get a shift to work one by one with people's consciousness. And so that was in the late nineties. And so what I did was I relied back on my bachelor's, which ultimately had to become studying humans in society and psychology through an art form, English lit. So I went and taught English lit in the classroom. Was oh, okay. Yeah. So alongside that, I gave energy medicine and holistic health and wellness sessions as a second revenue stream. Two and a half years, fast forward, and a Saturday morning comes up and I'm looking at my bank account back before pre-digital you know, pre banking and wasn't thrilled about the amount of money I, I did and did not have um, and the amount of fun and adventure that was, in, that was not in my life. Like I was starting to perceive like a multi-decade cage. And I, like I had said, I'd already traveled around at that point uh, half of the continents on the planet was used to adventure and fun and abundance and aliveness. And I wasn't sensing that. And so that wasn't okay with me. I had gone for um, that master's working the whole time, except the last year when it was thesis time and took a small loan and didn't have a lot of payback, but still between that and basic housing, basic car and then wanting a weekly massage and organic food, which I considered preventative health 101, mm -hmm. I wasn't easily making ends meet. And, and that wasn't okay. Coupling that alongside, I was having my hands over a client. She was on like a third or fourth session in a package of 10 in an energy medicine session on a Saturday. And we were both really thrilled with the results she was getting. And so I looked up kind of asking my guidance when I say I looked up, okay, so how can I get even more robust results on behalf of my clients? So these two things coalesce. I, within a month, found out about the international school system, did what I had to do to end up getting interviewed by all the different international school heads that come in and converge with us candidates into one state, one city, one hotel for a weekend. And like I would interview with three different countries in the morning, three different countries in the afternoon, and got a bunch of job offers and chose Taiwan 
the democratic Chinese nation south of mainland where they can practice more their their Taoist philosophies and ancient wisdom freely. Because I considered both the Chinese and the Hindu yogic culture to be who understood subtle energy and consciousness and were still organizing their societies in medicine and institutions and societal norms from that understanding. Got it. Um, Whereas here in the West, we'd had the alchemists and they went underground and and, in came the age of reason and science and the church and nothing Mm -hmm. else. So I was in Asia for 10 years studying consciousness, subtle energy, became a yoga teacher, became a Qigong teacher, uh, ultimately had five energy medicine modalities, came back to the States with the mission of, man, if people only knew how much more thriving could be had if they were only, if like we had values in our society and they knew how to work with their subtle energy system in consciousness. Yeah. And then the second one became to professionalize the field of energy medicine instead of like calling it energy work or like pushing a session on somebody in the family because yeah. you found out about a new technique that you love and this person wants nothing to do with it, but you're so excited. You push it on someone or you go up to somebody in the supermarket and I'm seeing such and such in your field, like that kind of stupidity. It's a profession. Mm-hmm. It's a ancient science and it is a science. So professionalizing the entire field to help bring us all into more thriving. And so that's where we are now. That's awesome. It feels like you've had like one key thread I've seen throughout that whole story is like awareness. So even if you've been like caught up in something, you were like, I'm not happy or I don't want to learn psychology because really it's not what I thought it was. Or I want to like change something else or my bank account isn't where I want it to be. Right. Like instead of blaming or being the victim of your circumstances, you were like, this has to change and I'm responsible for that change. Also something that's interesting that I used to be so passionate about is like, um, I can't remember who shared this with me, but it's this idea that like, you have to speak to whoever is next in line. So like when it comes to this podcast, et cetera, these, these modalities, all this stuff that we know, right. is like, I want everyone to know it. It's just like, we've been taught wrong. Like the photographic (laughs) negative, everything, you know, erase it and let's start fresh. But like, I was at the back of the line at one point in my life. And I say the books started falling off the shelf for me when I was 30, but the books were falling off the shelf my whole life. I just didn't see the book. Right. So it's like this thing where you have this passion of like sharing all this knowledge and it feels like your knowledge and your experience is so robust and has so many different facets to it that collectively bring this really unique perspective. But at the same time, it's like until someone's ready to receive, because there's plenty of people who would have walked on that book, right? Who would have stepped over that meditation book that fell off the shelf or just put it back on the shelf. They would have never been like, this must be a sign for me, right? (laughs) So on that topic, like, because today's theme, because you have so much to offer, we kind of narrowed it in on being focused around money. Because on this podcast, I really haven't spoken about that. So like, let's just start there. Like you, you're working with a client, you have like this really beautiful program that you offer, like someone's struggling with money. Where do, where do you go from there? So I love how you reflected back to me what you did about the awareness and then about my recognition that I can choose differently. I'm not a victim. Those are both two key things about the new era we're moving into. So let me back up just real briefly. Voice America in 2011, they approached me asking me to do a radio show. 
Um, okay. About the Mayan Galactic Alignment on December 21st, 2012, I, which I was doing nothing publicly facing in my platform or business around, except taking clients to, on VIP trips down to the Mayan ruins in the Yucatan, which is just across the Gulf of Mexico from where I live on the West Coast of Florida. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, give me 48 hours. I listened to my intuition. And it was in an all body neon size, neon billboard size letters of a yes. So I did it. And um, weekly interviewed specialists finding out about what the 2012 marker in the sand was about. And Yogi Bhajan of the yogic world was talking about it's the end of one yuga, the beginning of another yuga. Astrologers were talking about how 2012 was the end of the Piscean age and we're going to the Aquarian age. So it wasn't even just the Mayans. Right. right right now, when this, so you and I are talking about 10 days before this airs. When this airs, we have just gone through a new moon. And right now we're in what's called the lion's gate. And my intuition has been really strong about this particular opening on every year on July 26th, and then it peaks on 8-8. It's, and so they used to honor the Lion's Gate in ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt's pyramids are pointing towards the star Sirius, which is the brightest star in the sky. Okay. And they would call it the Lion's Gate because the Nile will have just finished flooding and would start receding. And so it signified abundance, harvest. And so... <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And so... I understand that this, and I've been getting increasingly galactic, like looking to the stars. My second book, I talk about this and in my third book, even more. Once I started taking students to stone circles at the dragon master level of, of training with me, first they learn about how energy flows in their system and how consciousness works, then on others so they can work on others and then out on the earth and, and, how the, and then they can work with the earth. So I really started to look to the stars around 2011 and just stand under them every night, just receiving and then would work through it, letting it integrate whatever I'd gotten the next morning with meditation, sometimes with writing, and it would eventually come through as a conscious understanding mm-hmm. um, or awareness. And so um, this one right now, what we're in, it really feels like from what I learned about 2012 to 2032, it's a 20 year window okay. and um, it's the end of the old paradigm and the beginning of a new. And so we've been seeing a bunch of crumbling of where anything's been out of alignment, where there's been abuse of power, where there's been lies, where there's been too much at the top and too few at the too few thriving at the non-top levels of society. We've seen the marches in countries. We don't usually have protests or marches or voices being raised in. And so all of this, Me Too, BLM, all of it, even mm-hmm. I could go on and on, but you get the gist, right. is crumbling in order to make way for a new paradigm to come in where everything is, and I'm going to say everything is in alignment and it's more uh, divinely aligned rather than human mind and maybe with bad Which are two very different things. (laughs) Let's just be clear. (laughs) Yeah, and it's funny too, you said something earlier where... um, I have this saying that I've come to say only because I see it all the time. A person will be working with me and they'll say, is this what this means, Dr. Allison? And I'll be like, well, actually from the universe or your higher self, the meaning is the exact opposite of what your mind is interpreting it to mean. Mm -hmm. So while we could be looking at COVID, we could be looking at these times as chaotic, negative, too much to handle, climate um, change, disasters, it's actually all happening so something better can get created when you take not just the mountaintop perspective anymore, but the satellite perspective. Yeah. So I say all of that because I wanted to properly contextualize where we are today. There is new, including with the money, and I don't mean like a new currency like Bitcoin. I mean like 
a wider distribution where the floodgates are opening from the 1% on down because money does in fact grow on trees yeah. quite clearly. Yeah. So all of the 3D physical reality in traditional Chinese medicine, they say where qi goes, meaning energy, qi yeah. is like prana and yoga, qi like great qi, universal, vital universal life force energy is the big ass English translation of one syllable in other languages. <laughs> we like to make things complicated. <laughs> Don't we though? Well, it's also because we're so not tuned into that fundamental level of living. Right, right. So we want to um, know the answer, right? Like that's the English way, or like the not English way, but like a bullet. Yes. Yeah. 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 So where chi goes, blood follows. Quantum physics says the same thing. Under the sub at the subatomic level, under physical reality, it's all waves, mm -hmm. energy. And when we have an, a repeated thought or an intensely emotional experience, it locks the wave down into a physical particle and the physicalization begins. Mm -hmm. So it's the exact opposite of what we in the West, particularly in America, have been trained to. It's not the external that holds the power. It's yeah. not your bank account that holds the power. It's what you pointed out about me. It's what your consciousness is projecting out onto the create in the physical reality. So with money, where we want to go to is like I do in my signature program, Magic Manifestation and Money Flow. It's called that because at the end, the last words flow. Hmm. So when, when we clear out the... 90-ish percent of unconscious or subconscious, not conscious, not the thoughts that you're actually hearing per chance if you meditate that you're actually saying pull off of the thoughts and come back to the breath. But then over 90% of what you're actually operating from is tucked away either under the conscious mind sub or not conscious. You're not mm -hmm. hearing it conscious. Right. That's all back of the head consciousness. But because of the chakra system relating to each chakra relates to a certain aspect of life, the blockages when they get cleared don't just flush more life force and consciousness to the front lobe or your conscious mind, but it also opens up the body and the bodily health and the thriving because mm -hmm. there's more life force flowing all the way throughout the body. And when you have that, ultimately, short order, because I could I, I teach month-long classes in this at the basic level and then another month-long class in the advanced level. Um, Ultimately, what you have is a field that is much more flush with vital life force energy, which matches more the universe and its operating system. Mm -hmm. So it can understand your emanation more. If you're worried about how much money you have, if you're um, feeling like you don't deserve to have more money, if you hate money, if you say that you're, you're bad with money, you don't have enough money, you can't afford this, you look enviously at others, any of those things, your field is closed down. And those are only the thoughts you can hear. Right. Totally. So, so when when we're living like that, what we're our little field is saying is no to money. We're pushing it away. Right. But when, when we're open and we have cleared out much more and a whole overall field has more life force, mm -hmm. our field is stronger, we're emanating stronger, it's a higher vibration overall. So it's communicating to the universe an entirely different message. And the universe can respond because it hears it much more clearly and loudly. And so that's when it really behooves us to become even more responsible with our thoughts, recognizing the power to create. Like I can think of something on behalf of a client now. I have tons of clients that come to me to manifest huge things. Mm -hmm. Just got done with a client who is manifesting a multi-million dollar deal so that she can 
And one of the things she's going to do is buy a castle in the UK. Yeah. I have I have CFOs who come in when their board is wanting to expand and he doesn't approve of the way they want to expand because he's more aligned. And so he I send energy so that the board can expand in a way that's reasonable. That outcome happens. Woman doesn't get pregnant. IVF, all the different Western medical ways, comes into magic manifestation, gets pregnant. When I match my consciousness that's been so worked on, yeah. and frankly, who I came in as, um, with somebody else's desires, it just amps it up. Yeah. So that what I'm saying is from also what I see with myself. So for money, for example, some of the most common unconscious beliefs are, let's just start with the more accessible ones, are um, mom and dad, let's say they both worked. Mom did part-time uh, so she could be more accessible to their kid child rearing. And father did full-time because in that time, dad, dads would earn more money than moms. And so dad was, you know, worked hard. Um, so let me give you my example. Yeah. I'm 12-ish. I'm looking out the bedroom window in the dark, 5.30 a.m. in the morning. And it's wintertime. It's Massachusetts. And I'm seeing my dad warm up the car and scrape the ice off the windshield to go to the train station 20 minutes away to take the train into Boston to work his um, white-collar job. And I'm thinking he's bent over and, I, and I'm looking out the window and I'm not yet menstruating. And I'm thinking I will never live like that robotic way. I have to be free. Yeah. And that's part of why I went into teaching was to have more of the time freedom. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're not, I mean, like when I was younger, I walked through the woods with my older brother every day. I was feeling connected to everything. And as a teen, I wrote in my journal. So I got even more connected to my higher self's voice. So I have spent my life like learning how to allow in that connection and operate from it instead of closing it down. So that's not normal. And, and I'm not using it as an example to say, wow, look at how abnormal and great I am. Obviously, I'm using it to describe what would have possibly gone unconscious on another person is... That's what making money looks like. Yes. Yes. Yep. Hard work obligation. And so you would end up then choosing a job that would be like weighing you down, burdened, obligated, not fun, dry, robotic. It wouldn't be because that's all your education, your gender, or your socioeconomic background would allow you to get to. It would be right. because you're unconsciously choosing it because that's what you have as an unconscious belief. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you yeah. speak my language. Um, so a couple things. Oh, shit, I should have wrote it down, but I was like listening to intently. Okay. Yeah, you're doing great. So the first thing is, it's it, like you were saying it's not normal, but it's actually natural. <laughs> we're the non-natural ones. I would never, I mean, maybe I did when I was younger. I have no idea, but like, I just didn't have the wherewithal. That was just not in my sphere of what you're talking about. But like, what's really interesting is like me, Money to us in our physical form equals freedom, equals happiness and joy, right? Which is like our ultimate state. That's like where everyone wants to be. So it's not like the universe has decided that money is what's going to give you happiness. It's us giving the energy 
to money. Money's just paper, right? Like the $5 that you stole from someone has a different energy than the $5 you got in a birthday card from your grandma, right? So it's just, it's really fascinating because it really is, it comes all the way down to just energy. Like if we've decided that chapsticks were now the monetary exchange that we use, we would all be stressed out about chapstick, (laughs) you know? Like it's not the like physical modality. It's this idea that we kind of talked about this at the beginning and why I think this is so valuable is like, once I make a million dollars a year, then everything will be great. Like I'll be happy, I'll be free, I'll be joyful. And like, it's not the money, it's who you think you are, who you become, the version of you energetically, once you have that million dollars. It's not the million dollars because our desires and things are always gonna change and evolve. So just understanding like, I also too, like tell me if you agree with this or not, is like you you just said in general, like when you manifest for people, it's just like this energetic alignment, like being version of you versus like the physical world, your dad scraping off his car, driving, like it's really not the action that you take. Your dad could have been scraping off the car and loving it. I don't know how, but like super high vibe and just like, I love that I get to travel and go into work on this train. And potentially it would have been a different experience for him, you know, and he could have been more abundant, if you will. But like, I'd love to know your thoughts on that. I feel like in our physical world society, it's just like, we're so obsessed with money. It's the root of all evil, right? And I think it's really not about the money. It's all about the And Morgan, if you believe money is the root of all evil, then you have some pushing away of money that you're doing with your vibration because you're not so... I sometimes will tell people to go to the bank account and withdraw a hundred ones, throw them on the bed and roll in it. We're closed because money does tend to be dirty. But what I'm saying is, is that get a friendly relationship with money so that you're inviting it in. You said something that catalyzes me to say, um, and by the way, my dad may not agree with that because he was like scraping off a Cadillac. You know, he was really proud of how far he'd already gotten. He was living abundantly. We grew up abundantly. So I think he really loved and still does his material possessions. So he may have been a higher vibe and I may have projected. And that's all bottom line is what we're perceiving and then projecting. So money neutral. Right. I, I spent my own money. Uh, years on a daily basis with a group led by a woman who I really align with and, 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 and trust right when I got back to the States, clearing money of all the projections so that money could become more neutral again and, and more accessible to everybody instead of money is the root of all evil, only greedy people, non-spiritual people have money. If I'm spiritual, that means I have to have less money. We're in a time where everything is becoming rebalanced, mm-hmm. the masculine and the feminine within each of us. Mm-hmm. And so the feminine is intuitive awareness and the masculine is taking inspired action. Sorry about that. That's okay. What a beautiful cell phone ring. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. No, feminine. Yeah. So, so uh, even separating the physical and the non-physical, instead seeing that the non-physical creates the physical and the physical is a continuum. Mm-hmm. You know, so like if we're here in the non-physical projecting onto money, I need you in order to feel joyous you're never going to get that amount of money because you're pushing it away by I don't what the what is perceived as the lack vibration yeah. or the the lack collection of how those thoughts and feelings coupled communicate to the universe i.e. vibration yeah so when instead we're saying and we are doing 
everything to be joyous and happy now and grateful. Great gratitude is such a quick drop out of the head into the heart uh, tool. And grateful for what we do have while having desires for more in the future, that's a really different messaging that the universe will bring in a very different result from. I may sound to your listeners like something they've heard before, but I'm not saying the same thing. I'm not saying you are responsible for everything in your life. Mm-hmm. I'm also not saying that you are a victim. There are at least 10% randomness. Like I spent years and tens of thousands of dollars studying how to clear karma. Karma comes to life like in people's 30s. Nowadays, it seems like people's 20s, even teens and 40s. It's just karma comes when a karma comes. And you could also be at an intersection at the same time Joe is, and Joe is pissed. And so he's driving to unaware, and you get in an accident that you had no, nothing in your field that you were responsible for. There is randomness. There's just so many of us. There is randomness. So uh, people in this field, when they start to work with the law of attraction or some version of what we're talking about, tend to think that I am responsible for everything. And until I am that level of joy or like Allison, I'm not going to be able to manifest. And I can never be that joyous or positive. So fuck it. Right, right, right. You know, I think so to like your that. point though, like, like we have to have duality. Without duality, like to me, that's what you're speaking of right now. And it like just in reference to karma, right? So like things that happen to you, like the Joe, like you get hit by a car or whatever. It's like, yes, that's an extreme level, but just a great example of like, if we were living in joy all the time, we would have no idea. And I think our ability to experience duality allows us to understand what it is that we want. And like kind of to you focusing, when you're talking about the chi, the energy, it's like the universe only hears the energy. You could be focused on the fact you don't have money or that you do have money and whatever that is, they're like, yes, 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 yes. So if you're saying no to it, that you just get more experience, more everything in reference to no. So like when you're faced, like, let's just talk about potential listeners, like they're looking at their bank account right now and they're like, hey, what are they saying? Like, I'm broke. You sit there and stare at the broke bank account. You're just going to get more experience that represents the truth of that being your reality, Right. But it's also letting. It's, but it's also you said this earlier. Um, thank you for letting me come in. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So our focus on the external here in the states, particularly, but in the West, mm-hmm. means we're leaking our power to the physical, and we are misunderstanding where our power actually is. Right. So looking at your bank account, pretend, person listening, and saying that determines my reality. You have it in the opposite order. Yeah. So where your work is, and that means you have so much power. Yes. Where your work is, is to go into a work with me, work with somebody who can actually help get that shadow consciousness cleared out enough of it so that you can start accessing joy more naturally uh, or a higher vibration. And you get some of these money blocks cleared out so that you can start to actually sustain a focus on I'm growing that bank account. Mm-hmm. You can start to actually take actions like setting aside a certain amount of money. Even if it seems like you can barely cover your bills, how am I going to have that extra five? Stop getting that latte or stop getting that super gulp or mm-hmm. stop that bag of popcorn. And in mm-hmm. that $5 every week, go of everything you've earned, that like 1% or 5% or 10%, you have to put it aside. So you don't only, you're not only having money, you're growing money. Because mm-hmm. one of the common things I see people who say, I can't afford it, and that I work on that. A lot clearing yeah. that one up. Yeah. I can't afford it, and growing up with we can't afford it. 
And then there's also, okay, so I could talk about so much right now. I know. Bottom line is is that there's self-worth, right? So what you believe you're worthy of, like I just had a woman join Magic Manifestation and Money Flow, again, my signature program. Last night on the call, the group call, she said, you know, I I need you to help me clear the guilt I have over taking, getting, doing this for myself because my niece was upset um, and and possibly thrown out of her house getting evicted and I wanted to give her money. She asked for money and it was either choosing between me investing in myself in this program or giving my niece the money. And I feel guilty that I didn't give her the money and instead I gave it to myself. Now I'm proud of her that she did it. Yeah. And she's been following me for years. So she knew <laughs> enough yeah. to, you know, but the point is, is, is that like what, what you feel like this whole thing, especially for women, especially for moms, but women who are the nurturers and there's so many beautiful nurturing men out there. Thank God that's coming more into balance. So I'm sorry, man. I know there's so many of you out there too. So when you're really nurturing, it's like, you put others in front of you when you're empathic, when you're sensitive, when you're kind, when you're caring, when you're compassionate, you'll put others in front of you. We're taught that we get approval by doing good for others. You know, and and, and so we're taught that it's selfish to give to ourselves. Well, that also is getting flipped inside and out because the more robust you are vibrationally, the more help you're going to be because we have become a vibrational world. It is, we were based in Newtonian physics last paradigm. So everything was more physically dependent gravity now it's a Newtonian, it's not Newtonian physics, it's quantum physics based. It's much more of a vibrational existence, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in that vibrational existence, it's like your heart being joyous, being more open, has more power to uplift others who you will never meet if you're mm-hmm. a housewife or a house dad. Look at that sexism still. Housewife, house dad. Housewife or house husband? Mm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I didn't even catch it. At home, um, you get in, in your joyous, your heart being open and high, not mm-hmm. doing some mission like I am in my life is just, um, I don't know if it's just as much a contributing factor, but it opens a hundred thousand other hearts. Yeah. So it's a collective network. Yeah, uh, that we're all connected through that you vibrating higher helps the collective shift. So it, there's just so much going on in our world right now to think that you are broke and let the story end there. I'm sorry, you're listening to this for a reason. Cut it out. Mm-hmm. Get yourself some support and, and, and let yourself like indulge yourself a little bit. If you're used to self-sacrifice and you're used to like doing for others, I challenge you, I dare you as if we're teenage girls that I sleep over, I dare you uh, in the next 24 hours to buy something radical for yourself. Mm-hmm. What are you indulge in like German chocolate cake when you're on a diet? Like, yeah. Um, okay, Dr. Allison, you guys can't see this because you can't see here. I'm sure it's coming through in the recording. Is your energy is amazing. Like if anyone has any money blocks or is just looking for that holistic, like approach to living, like, I feel like you touch all the different facets, try her signature program, reach out to her. I'm going to have all the links in the show notes and just being cognizant of your time. I'm so grateful that you were here today. I want to finish on a question that I stole from Oprah. Um, what do you know for sure? Can I, can I, I'm going to, I'm going to do something. Yeah. What do you want different? What do you, instead of answering that, I want to ask you, if you could ask me anything about money, what is it you want to ask for yourself? Thank you for having this show and having me on. <sighs> Let's give back to you. Oh, God. 
I don't even know. I feel like. Is there something about worthiness? Like you're proving yourself or you're proving something to somebody else, an authority figure in your past by how much money you have and that you can do it too. I feel like there's a proving energy, which is. Oh, interesting. I'm open to that. Maybe, maybe it's so deep in my subconscious. I don't even recognize it. Well, we have it in America anyway. Like we prove ourselves and our worth by how much yeah. success we have and how much money we have. Yeah. Cause I don't like, I mean, I project my success out to others so that they can see it's possible for them. It's kind of my thing. Um, but yeah, maybe like I feel, I can't imagine myself any other way. Like I don't even think it's an option. Oh, I hear that. I know I was raised to be super successful and I know the way we approach it here is pushing with our mind and creating it with our intellect and making it happen and having the three to five goals and making hitting those targets. What I understand is like, for example, if we have the heart chakra open mm-hmm. more and we have some of these blocks cleared, we're going to be able to increase our receiving capacity. I, one of the first things I do in the first six weeks of every weekly module video in magic manifestation of money flow is open a person's field to allowing in new possibilities into becoming more receptive. So then your consciousness or your subtle energy is doing much of the work that we're used to pushing and actively going for and making yes. it happen. Yeah. So there's another way to be you that can, that can support your adrenal glands nicer. <laughs> yeah. oh. You must've felt that. Yep. That's me. I'm recovering. I'm a recovering pusher, but I'm literally 80% better than what I used to be, if that can even be a thing, but I'm still very much on my journey to resolving that. So you are very intuitive. (laughs) No shocker there. I have Hawkeyes uh, is one of my nicknames, but I'll tell you what, when I first came back from Asia, they're hyper aware of needing to rest on the weekends and and never letting the adrenals go into burnout. And so the contrast of working with expats and local Chinese that are all Americans in physical, I was doing distance sessions outside of America, but 80% at least are in adrenal burnout in America because we just Mm -hmm. push so hard. So, I mean, I'm not saying that this is only yours. I had it too. You know, it's very much in our conditioning. And I just wanted to present another possibility because we're also known, like when I would travel, I was in Bangkok, for example, on a Chinese New Year break between semesters and um, was talked to by this Bosnian Herzegovian guy. Uh, I was with a friend of mine, another American, and he was saying how young Americans are, how masculine, like even in in England, just across the pond, Mm -hmm. guys will say American, be careful of American women. They have balls too. Yeah. So, and I'm living in, so I was based in Taiwan, the international school in Taiwan at the time, and that's considered a very yin culture. So we're a very masculine culture, and that means we're very assertive, we're very um, going for it. If we would allow ourselves to work with our internal, the, the yin, like our subtle energy, our chakras, and our consciousness, our mind at all levels, we would see a lot more ease and we wouldn't mm-hmm. have so much, but as a, and it's changing now, but our society hasn't valued, um, it hasn't seen other tools, right. I, you know? So, so there are the proof, other- right? Like is is more in the, the masculine. I was raised by my dad too. So I'm very much a reflection of him. I didn't have a relationship with my mother. So I'm very much like, more in my masculine than my feminine times a hundred. Like my husband is like more in his feminine, I feel like than even Gee, I am. Good. Yeah. Oh, good balance. Yeah. 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 Um, you're not a, like, yeah, I don't know. I, he'll be fine hearing that. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, interesting that you could capture that through this. I mean, that's what you do, right? That's that's. But I don't typically offer it. I teach my students not to offer readings, but I just wanted to give back to you. And so I appreciate. Oh my god! Like I could feel it. Like even when you were talking about like the heart chakra, I just could feel some form of an energy shift. So. Thank you for that. And thank you for this. I know this is going to be super valuable to everybody. Um, like I said, I'll link everything out, but where can people find you? Vibrationalupgrade.com. Um, if you look on Amazon, my four books that are there, put Allison with one L, the middle initial J, and then K-A-Y is the last name because there's an Allison K on there that does not write about what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's clarify here. Yeah. Again, it'll be linked in the show notes because she has four wonderful books. Um, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, it's my honor. Thank you. Have a great day. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In, and thank you for listening.